funny. Hey guys. Hey. This is Angie. She's my wife. And the other part of it. <laughs> she's, she's the she's Angie the, the wife. Great. She's yes. the wife. She's Angie Fitco. That's the account we're using to do this. Oh, got you, got you. And uh, she's the she's the star of in the closet. No, I'm not. Butch, what is that in the background? What you got going on there? Very sunny. Not like I like to be in the woods. Love <laughs> that. My favorite things, you know, in the background. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's got the corona there. Yeah, I like some tall buildings with phallic symbols, you know. That's awesome. Oh yes. Who does? As long as you're not eating those phallic symbols, right? No, no. <laughs> Do you know that about Butch, Matt? We colored that he's gay. We colored we, eggs today. My but, kids and I. Yeah, have, that we know, but and oh. all the eggs just. <laughs> but he won't put anything in his mouth that's shaped anything like a penis. <laughs> Why is that, Butch? You hide? You running away from your own feelings, or? Well. It seems like a, like I wanted to make a diet book one time. Don't any don't eat anything shaped like a penis. Sure. <laughs> then like I already felt this way and I already kind of lived that way. And then the movie Superbad came out. Right, I remember. I know that. And he said I don't eat anything shaped like a penis. And he's like, what's shaped like a penis? Like all the good things, right? Popsicles. <laughs> Yeah, hot, dogs. hot dogs yeah. <laughs> bananas um, bananas I dated everything so then i just i just rolled with it and so every time somebody sucks like a oblong thing in their mouth i'm like don't do it don't do it don't watch it and then whenever whenever you come whenever he comes over i try to have something for him to, to feed him right i want to be that one person that actually gets to feed him get him drunk enough that he'll actually not only eat something that's shaped like a penis but he'll eat it for me handing it to him <laughs> It'd just be one. It'd just be a special moment. I started cutting stuff up, so I have fixed things a little bit. I mean, as a, you know, compared to before, like I'll take a knife and cut like something. Up. Is it like a fear that you will then be gay if you eat something that's shaped like a penis? No, not no, because I don't secretly think dicks are delicious, like Joe Rogan. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's like nothing like that. Um, no, I just don't want to. Like, I don't want anybody to look and see me like really going to town like licking the end of a popsicle right, <laughs> right. and it just changes their perception of me so kind of like that yeah that's great it's so interesting it's all i think about yeah. i thought it might be that though. i thought it might be that you eating it and it tasting good would make you think man maybe one tastes this good Right. Yeah. Maybe one is strawberry flavored. You never know. Yeah. No. No. Should I put mustard on mine? <laughs> this is where you should start the podcast. I'm okay with this. <laughs> yeah. No, th this will be good. This is a good starting point. No, I don't. Um, no, I don't have anything with the, the homosexuality. I just don't want to. Uh, just don't want to look like I'm giving anything special to anybody. See, I exclusively eat penis-shaped foods. That's why I only drink out of a bottle. Yeah. And my my gastrointestinal doctor is really pissed because I only eat hot dogs and popsicles. Yeah. It, it's it's bad, but you know, it's a diet. You have to stick with it. Yeah. You want to see results. Commitment. See, like if if like if I had a diet that so don't eat anything penis shaped, people lose right. weight because it would be like that's taking out a lot of interesting things. Sure. Popsicles, right? Yeah. Obviously. I also don't eat any sauces or condiments that look like bodily fluids. It's another rule. So no ranch. No ranch, no blue cheese. No well, ketchup. No, no ketchup, no mustard. No, no, literally nothing. No sauce, no condiment, no, no sauce. sauce. 
Really? That that is that almost hurts because I love sauce. Like growing up Indian, yeah. the main dish is curry, which is a sauce. Yeah. Like I can't imagine I not having changed, sauce in my life. I changed apartments one time because it smelled like curry. It freaks me out. I'm a sauce guy. I love sauces. I'm I'm a saucy guy too. I mean, I will stand in the sauce aisle, in the barbecue sauce aisle at Kroger, and just just look for things to try. It's ridiculous. This kind of goes to the penis shape, but it also goes to the thing. I think there's nothing more disgusting in my entire life than watching a man eat a chicken wing. Oh, same. Yes, it freaks me out so bad. It is so disgusting yeah, when somebody everywhere, <laughs> like. It's not acceptable. Watching somebody eat something off a bone makes me disgusted. Like a chicken wing, a chicken leg, a, a big turkey leg, like at the amusement parks, those big turkey legs. And the guy's like, rawr, rawr, like a savage. Just, and you're like, calm down, bro. And then you got to wipe your feet. You got all over your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm with you. Fingers, their face. By the time, if it's hot, their nose is running. That's gross. gross. Yeah, if I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, I want to just murder everybody. See, I, I love chicken wings, and I love all the saucy food and stuff like that. I can see where you're coming from. I've never looked to someone and been like, yeah, that's attractive. <laughs> but I don't think it's ever like – if I was going on a first date or something like that, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do barbecue. I wouldn't do wings or something like that. I was in Texas, and I was eating – I eat boneless wings if I eat them sure. because of that reason. But I was eating even with – I think they might have uh, – no, they didn't have sauce on because I don't eat sauce. I don't know why, but I was eating with a fork anyway. But I've seen a bunch of tables literally making fun of me because I'm not stupid. So they point at me and be like, he's eating with a fork. Yeah. I wanted to kill all those people. Was I was me. getting ready to go there with that. I was getting saying, what's worse, being messy or actually eating with a knife and a fork? You know, I've being seen, messy. I've seen people eat yeah. ribs like that. I wanted to take my fork and stab all those people in the eye and say, like, now who's winning now? But I, exactly. but I didn't. See, I'm just to enjoy yourself. If you enjoy getting messy and you don't care what people think, do it. If you want to eat with a fork and knife, do it. I do agree. what you want. It's in private. Live your life. <laughs> no, I mean, because if you're going to eat with your fingers, though, do me one favor. If you're going to be the savage and you're just going to eat like a barbarian, cool. Do yeah. me one solid, though, and don't lick your fingers after. <laughs> Especially in this time and age, right? Well, yeah. It's totally. Oh, yeah, because fingers are phallic and you want nothing. You can't go there, right? Especially when you put it all the way in your mouth and just, just one by one. So see, yeah. I I don't do that. The way I get around this is I just use do it all at the same time. Yeah. And then so I'm not, I don't have to do each individual one. I just take it all and okay. You know. okay. That's a good strategy. I'm gonna have to work that problem. They make these things. They're called napkins. They're really cool. They're like a cloth-like fabric, and then when you're messy, you just like go like this with them, and then you don't even have to lick your fingers. It's amazing. I've seen a lot of angles, Butch. There's what? I'm seeing you. You've been more frustrated or upset in this podcast than I've ever seen you. And now, and it's feeding Ange. <laughs> Butch wanted to. He's wanted to kill multiple people already on this. Nice. The guy from six months ago that stepped on his foot. We cut that part out. So let's leave that part out. But, yeah. Well, I'm not going to go into detail of where it was or what happened. Yeah. Let's cut and that now, out. guys in Texas, right? Yeah. That we're making fun of. I think I have more anger when it comes to food, which is odd. But Lisa does too. My, you know, uh, my wife, obviously. But she, um, she doesn't like people eating around her if she's not eating. She'll just Interesting. She has that, that, that chewing sound. She wants to murder people. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Uh, if you're like, noted. Them, she wants to kill her kids. She'll be like, what? What? 
We'll have snacks the next time we do a podcast with her. <laughs> oh, that'd be the worst. We'll both start melting. <laughs> it's good to know those little things about people, especially if you're going to be quarantined with them. Yeah, you know? it's very true. She's she's rough. Have a, are you guys having our okay quarantine time all over? I, I, our office shut down just this week, so I've only been quarantined for like Thursday and Friday. And that was it. So it's just starting for me. I was I had been working this whole time. And we'll be checking in. I don't know when it started, but I think it started longer than you guys because I was on a cruise, mm-hmm. right? Which is the worst place to be, right? So right. when I was on the last two to three days of the cruise is when it went haywire, which I it was already starting. So like the going on the cruise was a bad idea. Um, however, it was a like a bucket list thing for my wife and her mom and, and her family. So like I was like not winning that argument. Right. Uh, everybody also was in in the phase where uh, it's, it's you know I guess you read Facebook too much and they're like it's not as bad as the flu and it's bullshit and so I, it's the other thing if it's like political um, the Republicans blame the Democrats like it's a hoax and whatever so we're in about that period so anyway we're like um, I was like well I guess I'm going on this cruise and then about two three days later uh, or not later but uh, before we got off um, they had like a thing on where they were not letting cruises dock. So I was like, if I get stuck on this freaking boat, I'm going to, another thing, I was like, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> so like, luckily, not so luckily, we didn't get stuck on the cruise because literally I think they knew uh, they didn't want to mess with it. So, which is weird um, going on the cruise, they checked everybody's temperature. Uh, if you had a temperature over like whatever it was at the time, you couldn't get on getting off. They did not give a crap. They just said, get them off. And they get just the turned loose. Yeah. So they, we, we turned loose. Um, which is good. That way I didn't have to get stuck on a boat, went home. We self-isolated early. So we were above in front of everybody before they made the mandate. I was actually, I had a tournament scheduled on 321. Uh, so I was contemplating still doing the tournament because there's no cases in West Virginia, you know, so whatever. But I think a day or two before the tournament, uh, that's when all hell broke loose. I pretty much shut everybody down and stuff like that. But then like maybe probably another three, four days after that, I got a letter in the mail that said a bunch of people on our boat had it. So they're like, you probably had it. Um, so it was good. You know, that we were, what's that? There was some friends of ours that were on the cruise with you. And yeah. they, yeah, Lisa and Monty, you met them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and she, she texted me and asked how you guys were feeling. Cause she, she heard the same thing that there were some people on the boat that had it. And she was making sure, checking to make sure you all were okay. So. Yeah. I mean, here's, the, I'm pretty sure we got it when we were on the cruise. Cause they recirculate the air on a cruise, right? So everybody's breathing the same air from every cabin. That's why everybody on cruises get it so bad. Yeah, but, I've I've heard that that's like one of the hot beds for disease and stuff is circulated air. Yeah, and you're I, you're scrammed with every. I don't get. I mean, yeah, it's not the best. Even when you go on excursion, they say, okay, we're gonna dock at Jamaica, Bahamas, all the places we went. Right. Boat into a boat, you know, jammed pack right to to get on the place and get off i mean you're just you're rammed up in people i mean it's weird so i mean there's no way we didn't get it um, yeah that's a small detail last week that would have been nice you know before we scheduled to all get together and get hammered yeah do a podcast <laughs> no no it's well, well, i mean it's great that we can still all get together at least yeah no it is i'm kidding it's it's awesome i love this thing we've been able to do a lot with it actually yeah, we, we passed our two-week quarantine and stuff so we're good but that's the thing. So when there's an antibody test, which they're saying, what, a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, I will get that because I'm pretty sure that I had it. Um, and that'll be helpful because that means like I shouldn't be able to get it again this season. Right. Mm-hmm. 
theoretically. So um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I did. I think a couple of days before we got off, Logan and I, my son, we took our temperature and we both had a 100, 203 temperature. Oh my gosh. Yeah, fairly certain that we had it. So no, so no symptoms other than that. Just, just we just took our temperature for the hell of it. I did feel hot, but I didn't feel sick. And uh, interesting. So. It's really odd how it affects people. Some people it doesn't. They get those some of those symptoms, but it doesn't bother them. You know, yeah. they don't feel sick. They don't feel flu-like. And then there's other people it's killing. Yeah. I guess yeah. And I, yeah. I heard that. I guess it's uh, also it's a big deal what what blood type you are like i guess it's really bad on people who have a blood type yeah and then what's the other oh positive i don't know i don't I know probably know all that stuff i don't know but i must be on the a superhuman one so i was, I was pretty <laughs> we already knew that yeah so we we self-quarantined before everybody so now we haven't been outside for three four weeks or something like that it's been kind of ridiculous so um so yeah, so anyway, Samani so and them were on there and then another guy that we know and I guess they're probably with that other family that I know. I think so. Yeah. Which is odd being on a, a ship full of people and then turn the corner and see people, you know, you know. Yeah. Especially from West Virginia. Yeah. Always that was funny when I lived when we lived out of state in Atlanta. Every time I wore West West Virginia gear, somebody was from West Virginia. I'd be out at the grocery store and somebody'd see the hat and they'd be it just is weird that such a small state. Yeah. See, I felt like that on that boat because everybody had Ohio State shirt on. And I was like, yes, my people. Yes. I saw West Virginia people. I didn't want to talk to them, you know. Right. <laughs> See enough of you people. <laughs> yeah. See you all the time. I like my old people. I'm just kidding. Matt, I, I want to go back for a second to uh, right. you, said, you said them two brothers wasn't awesome. For you. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot what we were talking about. No, I mean, I, I just want to give it because I'm interested in you said that you were doing about a show a week. Was it just like, were they were they in town? Did you have to travel? Yeah, and, most of them, they were all in town. And when, when I say like a show a week, it wasn't like I was the headliner and doing like an hour set or anything like that. But it was more like, like hey, we need, um, we want to get five comics you know, and these are paid shows. So, and by paid, I mean like 20 bucks, but hey, right. any, any amount of money I'm happy with. Um, paid to practice. Well, famous comedy store that pays you about 20 bucks. Yeah. And it's, it's a great feeling. Cause I used to do open mics all the time and like they could give me $5 and it'd still be an amazing feeling. Just getting paid any amount of money because people think you're funny and want to see you do a thing that you like doing. Mm -hmm. It's the best feeling ever. Um, if they pay me, you know, a dollar twenty or dollar or twenty bucks, you know, I'd have the same feeling. Do you have your comedy on? Do you have a YouTube channel or anything like that? I have like, I'm not. I don't have a YouTube channel that I market. I just upload my comedy be to YouTube so I can send my friends links, so it's easier for them to watch. Yeah. Sure. Um, I'm just wondering since you're talking about it, like if there's place people can listen to it because uh, be awkward if. Jeff was like, hey, tell us some jokes. Man. <laughs> well, yeah, I can, uh, Jeff, after this, I can just send you the link to those videos and you can put them in the description of this podcast or whatever if anyone wants to, no, I'd to listen to get that from you. I definitely want to do that. If yeah, you want sure. And I don't know if you're like, I was talking, it was funny, I was talking to a guy because obviously I'm extremely interested in comedy and local comedy, but I was talking to one of my clients who was talking about a guy up in, I guess, the Parkersburg area mm -hmm. that's supposed to be a, 
he said he was pretty well-known comic for the local area. Like he did a lot of shows and I was like, well, I'll check him out. Where can I, where can I see his stuff? Do you have YouTube? He said, no, he doesn't put anything out there because he doesn't want anybody to steal his stuff. <laughs> the I, thing is, if you put it out there, it's actually better because yeah. someone does steal your stuff. You, you can be like, look, I have documented evidence that I said it first. Yeah. It's not the old days. Yeah. Right. You got it. Yeah. You got it out there. So I think, well, I guess I want to get out and try to do it a little bit. I would like to do some, some, uh, just some freaking open mics just to see if I've got anything funny, you know? I think absolutely. I, I think a lot of people are, are more intimidated than they need to be about it because everybody laughs and everyone's thought of funny things. It's just that I decided to write it down. And then, then all I did was think about, okay, how am I going to explain why this is funny to other people? And then those are the first two steps. I, I really think that anybody can do an open mic and get some laughs. Um, how do you, one of the things that, because obviously you and I have talked a few times about stuff, right? Yeah. Um, how, how do you, because there's a difference between maybe there's not like if i tell you a story right like me yeah dinner and i'm telling you kind of a story how do you for do you format that differently for an audience than you would for like a one-on-one -on -one situation right? yeah absolutely um because story i have a problem doing story jokes uh just because in my opinion they're harder to do because if i do a joke that's between 10 and like five to ten seconds long if it doesn't work great i'm on to the next one yeah if it does work great i'm on to the next one a story joke if it's not going well you have to finish it you yeah. can't go i uh, you, you don't like it but i think there's a lot of factors that go into because um, when you tell a story in person to someone and they're laughing they're laughing because your story is probably funny but they know you and you know them you know how to talk to the people you talk to most you yeah. know like if i'm hanging out with my my mom i know how to make my mom laugh you know yeah. I, I just I get but as it's the thing there's so many different styles we talked about that yeah right I, I'm just guessing without doing comedy that mine would be a story style right I could be wrong until you did it but the only reason I say this because like every time I will be at an event they'll say like man tell somebody about that time blah 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 right yeah so then I end up telling the same thing over and over however I don't the difference between that and comedy is like sometimes it gets laughs sometimes it don't because two a couple of things happen one is that it depends on your mood right like I could be at this this party and somebody says, hey, tell somebody this story about whatever. Maybe I'm just in a bad mood. So I'd say it and everybody just sits there, right? Another time I could yeah. say it and I don't have the, because I didn't write it down. It's not like a real joke set. I say it differently, different times, right? And so like, that's the thing. I've had these stories that sometimes people go like die laughing, crying. And then another time I'll say the same exact story, which is probably not exact, right? And then people will be like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like last time I told that like people are dying on the floor laughing right so um but I think that's the difference between you know like the one time you say you could add something a little bit different than everybody thought that that was the part that kind of put it over the edge the next time I said I didn't add that part because I didn't write it down it's not really like a real set kind of deal but anyway, yeah. my point is like I think just because that's the way I end up talking and making people laugh is just like a, they're real stories typically right but I just, I remember them, you know, and then I'm sure that I embellish some parts on that to make it a little bit funnier, you know. But. Although, yeah, that, I mean, the best part too is that you can embellish all you want. Yeah. Because you're there not to tell the truth, you're there to make people laugh. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, 
when you do story jokes, you tend to well, you you tend to over embellish anyway. I do it all the time if I'm telling a story joke. Um, but also, it's hard if an audience. I kind of have a rule where I'm like, I need to try a joke four or five times with an audience before I decide to throw it out for good. If I think it's never going to work, because you know, like you said telling you know certain people jokes is great and then telling other people jokes it falls flat maybe it's not the way you're telling it and it could be too but it just every audience is different whether it's one person or a hundred yeah well kind of like you said about the open mics or not even open mics but the shows you've done yeah at the one you went to they didn't really they didn't really respond well because it was a restaurant and it was a different crowd there's an expectation i think like when anytime we go out of town, like we went out of town in January, we went to com- we always go to a comedy club. We went to Indianapolis, went mm-hmm. to a comedy club, and then we just went out of town, went to another comedy club in Louisville. But right before all this went down, but every you know every time you go to a comedy club, whether it be at the seven thirty show or at the ten ten o'clock show, you go in with an expectation in your mindset. I'm not going to get offended by anything, you know. Yes, you kind of have that mindset when you go to a comedy club. I don't you know. You're not a comedy fan. You walk into a restaurant. Saying normal, a, I guess it's probably not the right way. Like today's group, right? Even professional comics talk about that. That um, it's hard times, right? Because everybody's offended by everything now. Um, you know, you know what I mean? Like that. That's why, for example, um, the last Dave Chappelle special, right? I thought it was personally ingenious, and not because I'm a fan of his or nothing, but I thought he picked every hard subject that you're supposed to not talk about. And he was able to talk about it personally because I thought he, he kind of played both sides a little bit. Right. However, when I, the same, so even though I'm like, man, I give him a lot of credit. Cause I was like, this guy literally talked about gun control, abortion, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't remember every subject that's a little bit touchy. And I thought he did a masterful job as a comedian, no matter what your opinion was. However, when I got on Facebook, I heard people calling him a, like a Trump supporter. I'll never like him again. I thought he was better than that. And I, I, he hates you know, whatever about abortion, whatever about gun control. You know what I mean? It's like they couldn't, people just somehow look past things that it's not comedy. And they're like, I'll never support yeah. him again. I used to like him, but he, he said this. Like, listen, like, like we said, the stories are made up. Right? Yeah, he's, absolutely. He's trying to get a joke. Um, he purposely picked abortion, gun control. I'm, I'm only remembering a couple, but every right. controversial subject. And yeah, thought, he did a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so anyway, my point is, like, even at, you know, it's, it's hard nowadays, I think, because everybody's like, that's, I thought, the part of comedy. And, they're, and that's the thing. Some people are dark comedians. Um, Jesselnik, I think, is one that's really dark. Jesselnik is. Um, and so it's supposed to be offensive, right? He might talk about yeah. shootings. He might, you know, I mean, stuff like that and make some awful joke that you're like, damn, you shouldn't have said that or that's too soon. But that's that's comedy. Rather you like it or don't. Like sometimes I'll even laugh at something like, oh, he shouldn't have said that. But I still kind of think it's funny. I didn't really bust out laughing, but I still, you know what I mean? It's comedy. And then if I don't like it, I don't I don't like every joke. That's the thing. I'm not going to go, I hate Matt Saldonic because he said such and such, right? Like, right. Like, I'm a little yeah. more dark and off color because I get that. And there's a few topics I touch that I make jokes about that she literally is like, if you ever are in front of a crowd, I'm not coming if you tell those jokes. Well, I mean, and I, and I know Jeff and I, and I don't know about you about Matt, we like um, 
uh, Joe Rogan and some of their podcasts and stuff, they will say some of the really awful stuff, like really <laughs> awful. Most of the time, he does a good job of saying, hey, if anybody's offended by that, I'm just joking. I'm a comedian, right? See, that, that's a good point that um, one, you sh- if you go to a comedy show, I think a big problem because I, I really – I like the Dave Chappelle special that he did. I don't agree with most of it, but I loved it because comedians are not meant to be taken seriously when it comes to politics or social – nothing. It's like watching when um, – uh, you know, a movie like I think Jeremy Renner was in a movie about Jeffrey Dahmer, and watching that movie and going and be like, "Oh my God, Jeremy Renner kills people!" Yeah, like, no, yeah. his job is to act as that kid. Like they're making you laugh right. and they're talking about dark things. Why in the world are you taking them seriously on on anything? Yeah, um, well, that they say there. If they had to, if they had to really be passionate and believe in everything you talked about, they'd never have enough material. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So what, what is your, on the flip side, what is your opinion, which I haven't seen anybody do it in a while. Um, sure. There's some people that use it as a, to, to actually give their own opinion. Like they'll, they'll be given a good, and, and, I'm, and I'm talking about even really good people. Um, I can't remember who off the top of my head, but they'll be doing their set and all of a sudden they'll be like, bah, and they'll just give a speech. And they're like, and you're like, ah, man. You know. Maybe Bill Maher. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like a. I think I've even heard Bill Burr or somebody like that. Maybe not, but you know, I mean, could be picking, but like people that would be given a good thing and then all of a sudden they'll be like, they'll just kind of give their opinion. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's where you're losing me. Cause just- yeah, there's a, there's a fine line. Cause I think like, yes, it's harder for people to tell comedy in a, or to do comedy um, without offending, um, you know, one or two people in the audience now. Like I'll admit that that's true. But I think a lot of people are using it as an excuse when their jokes fall flat or something. True. I got you. Because uh, it is hard. I think it's harder to do dark comedy. And I do dark comedy jokes a lot. Um, like I've joked about school shootings. I've joked about abortion and stuff. And I think there's a right way. Not from West to, Virginia. You're brave. Yeah. I, I've gotten some laughs with those jokes in West Virginia. Because um, I, I practice the, oh, shit. I practice those jokes a lot. Um, and the thing is, I've seen it happen where people will tell dark jokes and then no one will laugh and they'll be like, and then afterwards you know, they'll be like, oh, I guess people just don't like dark comedy. Like you didn't tell it right. You weren't funny. You know, a lot of times people blame uh, when they're not funny on, you know, all people are just too PC. Like I've had a show where I've gone, you know, maybe one or two laughs in a whole eight minutes. And I just tossed it up to them. Well, the audience didn't like me. They're the ones that decide whether I'm funny or not, not you. You just got to be funnier next time. You well, that's why you work it out. It's on you or on them always? Or... I mean, it's certainly because I'm the, I'm there to make them laugh. And if they don't laugh, then is it their fault? Is it my fault? Um, obviously, it's not all on one party. You don't bring enough energy. Or, you know what I mean? Like, could be. Because um, it could be the same with with all of us. Like, I could be teaching a jiu-jitsu class, right? And mm-hmm. you guys have been there. Some go great, and I've not done anything special. And people say that's a great class, but it's because of the way I joked around with people, or the way you know, what I mean, we're okay. all laughing. Yeah, your energy. Time where I just I don't feel like talking to anybody. I'll come in. I just had a bad day at work, and I'll be like, let's do this move, let's do that, and I'm like, that class sucked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's on me. It's just, it's the same moves, just like you're saying. It could be the same jokes, but my energy was was flat. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just wondering, you know what I mean? And, but it could be the, I, uh -huh. I, I've, I've only been to one, I, and I go to comedy all the time, and, and I used to, the, remember that, I don't know if you did, Matt, but uh, Matthew, but if you went to the Comedy Zone in South Carolina. I never got a chance to. Um... It was one of my favorite places. I used to go all the time, and uh, in the history of me going, there's only one guy that just bombed. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's people that aren't great, you know, and it's okay. Yeah. You kind of get some chuckles. This guy was and I'm not even saying he's bad. I'm just going to say he was so bad, but he really might not have been, right? But it was so bad that, that even he was like, man, you guys are, you're killing me. And he's sweating, he's pouring a sweat, down, you know? It was just getting worse. It was like piling up. And it was like, it's kind of like they say on, on Joe Rogan podcast, the guy was eating dicks, you know? I mean, it was, it was horrible. I felt so bad for him. And the next guy came up and, and demolished it. He did so good. You know, it was a 180 degree turnaround, which I was like shocked, you know? And I don't know what the difference was. But I don't know if that guy just got, he got started off on the wrong foot and it snowballed. Yeah, it um, could be. Yeah, it was, it was odd because normally, and that was my, my trick it, it, when I went to the, the comedy zone all the time, I would drink like crazy. Mm -hmm. I was like, the more I drink, the funnier people are. You know, that was my thing. So everybody was funny. And even I was sitting there like, just like dumbfounded. I was like, this is just not good. But I, I felt like it was the energy too, right? I'm not going to blame that guy. I think the yeah. funny thing is, though, is you see, like, I, I know I listen to a lot of comedians podcasts just to kind of figure out the game and listen and just try to soak it in, get a little education. And all these great guys, they have that they were that guy. They had that story where they were that guy where they they just got up there one night and they bombed and they just sweated and they couldn't wait to get out of there. I, I mean, it's very important, right? right it's yeah. important for, it's important for everything that we do. Like if uh, we suck at our job or, you know, if I suck at jujitsu or teaching, right, I have to get better. I either or sink or swim, right? Probably the yeah. same for you, Matt. Now, one question, I guess I got on that. Your brother does it too, right? Yeah, my brother does comedy as well. Which I've never heard because I just know I, I saw this last time that you both were on. Maybe mm -hmm. you sent it to me, so so I didn't. I didn't, and I don't know your brother, but um, which is cool. So I mean, and and on top of that, you won. Um, what what did you win? Uh, there was a West Virginia uh, comedy competition. I think they did it um, like the prelims in a couple of cities. I know Charleston, Parkersburg were two. And then uh, the finals were held. There were 14 or 15 of us in the finals uh, that was held here in Charleston. So did you enter it like on a whim or was this planned? Uh, yeah. Uh, I was just, because I knew I actually worked, I used to work at a large company and one of the guys I worked with, uh, his name is BT. Uh, he was helping the guy put it on and he knew I did comedy. He's like, Hey, I'm doing this competition. Do you want to sign up? And I was like, yeah, all right. And actually an interesting thing that this, this actually, uh, but an interesting point of topic is the, I was talking about how I did a really bad show at them two brothers. That was the first round of the competition. Really? But they and, did well enough. Yeah. The judges thought I was funny and that's why they was put that me rare, Or is that, was that commonplace? What do you um, that was actually my first in, uh, competition I had ever done, so I didn't really know um, how common it is. Common it is for the audience to hate you, but the judges love you. That's wild. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jeff, as an outsider, both of us weren't there. Yeah, I would think that's very. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was yeah. super weird. That's um, what it meant to me, Butch. That that 
I actually signed up for and then then had to be out of town or something happened because yeah. I had people lined up because you had to take so many people with you, right? Like, yeah, because I had two or three people that were going to go. I think I asked you to go and something yeah. was up, but well, something happened for me and my with my family. I got four freaking kids. So that, <laughs> oh, you poor man. Something happened. And I remember that though. I remember the them two brothers. So that's pretty cool that they had a competition that snowballed into a statewide thing, you know, and that you got that. That was number one of how many? Uh, In the finals, I think 15 of us were competing. How many shows did you have to do to make the finals? Just one? Oh, it was just one. And then they picked one or – I think they picked anywhere between two and three people from each of the prelim competitions to go to the finals. So when I say finals, I don't mean it was like a long tournament. It was – just as long as you did good in the first round, you go to the finals. So then, and BT was the head of all the, you know, Brian Thompson. Yeah, BT was the MC for BT and uh, another guy. And I feel so bad. I forgot his name. And he was the one who gave me the money. Uh, he was the one who funded it. And I feel terrible. And now it's being recorded that I forgot his name. But uh, those two guys put it on. So when I was at the Pallet, which is a great bar, by the way, since we've not talked about that before. <laughs> so <laughs> when I was at that, fantastic. Uh, I will tell you that BT told me, because uh, I mentioned you uh, there, he said that uh, you were one of his favorite comedians, and if you stuck with it, you would, you'd be one of the, you'd be yeah, he, famous. He loved you. <laughs> oh, that, that BT is definitely one of the guys that kept me in comedy, because after that show, I felt so bad, because my brother did really good at that show, and the guy said both our names, and then he came up to me after, he's like, hey, I really liked your set, and I think it's really cool that now we got two brothers going into the finals, and I felt really bad, because I thought, oh, he just put me in because I'm Steven's brother. Then I went to BT at work, and I was like, hey, man, um, you know, maybe you should give my spot to one of the other guys, because there were guys that were funnier there. And he's the one who told me, he's like, wait, before you throw in the towel, just go try it out. You might do okay. You know, he's the one who kept me into it. And then once I won the competition, then I, I you know, that I got that itch again to keep doing comedy. Because there was a time I went eight months because I was traveling uh, uh, in Europe and didn't do any comedy there. Wow. You should have did some in Germany. I should, I should have. Um, and I do, that was a great experience because I do have a lot of jokes about Germany, which is great. Um, Hitler, or what are, what are they about? So here's, okay, so here's an interesting thing. I do want your opinion on, your guys' opinion on this. So I do have like a Hitler joke, but the joke kind of goes, like I, I need to explain the joke now because now people are going to be like this guy tells holocaust jokes if they watch this so like i said before um i think you can joke about anything you have to do it in the right way and you have to have the right audience you know i'm not going to go to uh go tell cancer jokes at a chemotherapy clinic like not the right crowd you know so i would only do the darkest jokes you say for comedy clubs um but yeah i had a joke about you know uh, how Germans are really nice because I was in uh, the city Cologne and everyone there was super nice to me, wonderful. Um, which I've talked to other friends that went to Germany, they didn't have that experience, but I, I had that experience where everyone was super nice. And uh, the joke kind of goes, Oh, it's kind of funny how Germans are really nice now because it's like your roommate being really nice to you the morning after he got drunk and like shit on your carpet and ate your leftovers, yeah. you know. And the joke being that German's really nice, but you know, you know what they did, kind of a thing. And that that was the joke. And I was at 
a lunch with somebody, uh, my roommate's friends. Sorry, what did you say? You were at a bar mitzvah? No, I was at a lunch. No, I, that would be hilarious if I told that joke at a bar mitzvah. But I was at I was at a lunch with friends, and they asked me, they're like, "Oh, you do comedy? Uh, you know, like, what are some jokes? How did your last show go?" I'm like, "Well, I went okay, but I had a like a Hitler joke that didn't go very well." And one of the girls we were having lunch with, I didn't know that she was Jewish, and she's like, "Oh, well, I would have booed you immediately." Uh, but that was I didn't even explain the joke. It was just that that's a topic where she could never find funny. Yeah, and then right. I, he got me thinking, I'm like, are there topics that we should never joke about? I'm still at the point where I'm like, no, I think there's a time and a place for any topic, but I could totally be wrong. Yeah, yeah I kind of feel that way. That, that you, there's, like you said, there's an audience or there's a right time and place. And that time and place might only be with like a group behind closed doors, you know, like, cause I grew up, that's, I think why it's so dark. Cause I'm the oldest of four. I got two brothers and a, and a sister who's the youngest, but I mean, that's what, that's kind of what I was known for and still am with them is like, here's the line. And Jeff always has to go way over here, you know, jump the line tenfold. And it's always just been, and we all just howl laughing and we all pretty dark sense of humors. And it's just, and then you go out there and you do that <laughs> I mean, I've had podcasts with people that I make a joke and not even think, and Angie's like, she apologizes when we go places. She already tells people, I'm sorry, he may say something that offends you while we're here, trying to be funny. So, well, don't hold it against uh, me. Dark comedians are, I mean, I, I only, literally only know Anthony Jeselnik. Are, are there, there's probably only a handful. So, that that's not a, a giant genre, if I was going to count Netflix specials, right? No. Yeah, yes. I would think Anthony Jeselnik is the first guy that comes to mind. Daniel Tosh kind of had that like edgy humor That's true. That's to true. him. Um, Tom Segura had some great. I like Tom. Uh, his newest stand-up, he made fun of um, like people from Louisiana and gypsies um, and a lot of things. And that is something to point out, though, that um, when you attract your own audience, you have a lot more freedom. That's true. That's a good point. You know, if you look, if you look at Anthony Jeselnik's old stuff, he was actually like a lot less dark. Like, told lots of mainstream uh, comedy, which is what I throw in some dark jokes here and there. But that's you know, when people, if I ever get to the point where people are coming to see me, which that'd be amazing. But if people are coming to see me, I can try out way more stuff because they like are more biased to laughing at me because they came to see me. Well, like I'm sure you guys heard those podcasts where. People like Robin Williams, Steve Martin, mm -hmm. on and on and on. We're like, lit, like as soon as, I, and Eddie Murphy, right? As soon as I walk on the stage, people laugh. Like I could just come on and literally say nothing. And, and Eddie Murphy's done. I've been at co um, comedy concerts where people like stood out there, complete silence, and people just keep laughing, right? And that's what they're like. I can just say whatever and they're going to laugh. And so some, so at like those, the guys that I mentioned, Robin Williams, Steve Martin and stuff, they would have people at the comedy store and some other places say, Hey, like I need you to listen to my set because I need somebody to give me an honest opinion because everybody's laughing at everything I say. I need you to let me know if it's good or if it's just garbage. Right. And then other comedians, probably your, your stuff's not very good <laughs> or something. And they'd be like, Oh, okay. Let me, let me fix it up. Right. Um, 
which is interesting, right? You know what I mean? Like it, it would take, there's probably only a handful of, it just, just like being a championship boxer, a championship MMA fighter, that's the 1% or the half of 1% being there. Those are the 1% of the comedians that every time they get on stage, everybody's gonna laugh at everything, no matter what they say, right? Um, you know, none of us probably get at that level, but that's an interesting level, right? Because nobody knows, right? Which, <clears throat> unrelated, but kind of unrelated, Jeff, what do you think? Because we, we talked about this for a while. We wanted to go to the Burt Kreischer show. Um, oh, he's, you know, he's funny. So freaking bummed, man. It's in May. I'm, I'm going to bet you they cancel that. What do you think? I would be shocked because, I mean, I just listened to him on Rogan. He was on there last week maybe, and it, it just so sounds funny. like he didn't say anything about his shows, but his tone about not going anywhere yeah. and how they're worried about it lasting longer than May. Yeah, I just yeah. can't see those guys put going on the road, and especially the thing that'll suck, man. The biggest thing I was looking forward to about that night was going to the bar after the show because he always does that. And yeah. now I'm thinking he'll probably cut that out for a while. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're going out high fiving people and and getting crazy. Yeah. Oh, Jeff, another unrelated question. I know you're editing this. Uh, can we this this greatly? He'll edit. <laughs> I was just wondering if I can get another beer real quick because I'm out. Go for, Go for it. it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Me and, me and Butch will, will, will party on. Blabber on. I'll be right back. Blabber on. I'm going to say, oh, um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, so, so there was a, t I don't remember the year, but it was whenever, which is funny. So, anyway, there's a point in time where um, MMA was illegal in West Virginia, right? Right. Um, so, tons of people helped, you know, to, to try to make it legal and they, you know, they did some stuff and whatever, but um, what ultimately made it legal, just to be honest with you, was the UFC came in um, and opened their pocketbooks and lobbied, right? So lobbying is a, it is what it is. Right. Um, and uh, made it legal. So anyway, I was part of that. So reason I'm bringing that up is because Whenever year, I can't remember what year that was. So it was after 2009. The only reason I know that is because I was married in 2009. So I know it was after 2009, um, but not as late as now. But uh, anyway, um, I was one of the people that helped and I was working with the UFC to help make MMA legal in West Virginia. Um, so they gave me, when it became legal in West Virginia, they gave me VIP tickets to uh, one of the UFCs that was in Pittsburgh uh -huh. um, gave me backstage passes to anything I wanted. It, wow. Quite honestly, it was probably the best. It's only like, because of that experience, which was one of the best experiences in my life um, and my wife's life and everybody else that went, um, I can't go to another UFC because like they, they put us in the best section. I went down hung out with the ring card girls. I hung out with Dana White. I hung out at, the, I mean, I was walking around, so much like we we followed some fighter like they would announce a fighter to come out for the their match and i would come out right after him so that i could feel what it's like to be in the Just feel that yeah it was, it was it was insane um and then after um or actually before slightly before um joey diaz and joe rogan had a comedy special at uh a place in Pittsburgh, which was odd. I didn't even know who Joey Diaz was at the time. Right. He ended up being probably funnier than Rogan. They were both hilarious. He's I was so front row, center section, front literally front row. So so front row when Joey Diaz would wipe the sweat off his face and flick it like this, it would hit me and Lisa. Um 
anyways, it was an amazing experience. That was so long ago that they weren't what they are now. Uh, so after the fight, um, or after the comedy show, um, Joey Diaz and Joe Rogan were just sitting out on the street in Pittsburgh. And we were hanging out. I've got pictures with them. You People showed are, me the one with them. I think what's I, I remember seeing the one with Joey. Joey. Yeah, and same thing. I mean, people are giving them joints. I mean, weird shit. And, they, and things I hear them talk about on the podcast now that they're like, I would never do whatever. You know, it's things that people are giving them joints, they're smoking them, stuff. I was like, dear God, I mean, these people are crazy. Um, but anyway, the most ex- crazy experience of my life is so awesome. Um, but it, my point is that I don't even remember what my point is. <laughs> my point is that, that I got to be with those guys before they were famous. Um, you know, I knew the only reason I actually really liked Joe Rogan, uh, I knew he was a good announcer and stuff, but because he did jujitsu, right? Yeah. I didn't know, like, he's not what he is now. Uh, there wasn't a ton of people there. Um, I mean, the, the show was sold out, but it wasn't like, you know, it was just like another thing to do kind of deal, right? He wasn't really known, yeah. Yeah, so it's crazy to see where they are now. I mean, because it's funny because a lot of the jokes were like, at that time, like Joe Rogan's closing thing was like, if Brock Lesnar wanted to rape you, you couldn't stop him, right? Right. Like, I think he was making fun of himself. He's like, yeah, Joe Rogan, or, uh, Brock Lesnar come up to me like a Viking and just fuck the shit out of me and there's nothing I can do about it. And so then it's funny because then I end up being in the show because – at that time, I was, you know, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm like six, 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 seven, but um, I was lifting a lot of weights. So I was pretty big. So anyway, Joey Diaz saw me at the end of the show, and he's like, "Look at that Brock Lesnar-looking motherfucker," you know, blah blah blah. And then they went crazy. That's why they're all taking pictures of me because they're like, "Yeah, if he wanted to rape me, he could," you know, blah blah blah. Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was really fun, um, but it's amazing to see. Um, I don't, again, I don't remember why I started this story, but it's amazing to see where they've come from at this point you know what i mean like i literally didn't yeah. know who they were. um i knew joe rogan as the the fear factor guy right joe, joey diaz was and he just blew our socks off we were laughing so hard probably at his stuff more than joe rogan's actually right and joe rogan's all materials about the ufc which is makes sense we're there to watch the ufc so all his materials about different fighters different things um but anyway the you know whatever i wish i knew why i started that story <laughs> well i mean i think it's just probably just to get around to the fact that the the commute like we were talking about before it might have been we're talking about how people you know they, they were nothing and now they're huge yeah and it just, was, it's just crazy to think that like a joey diaz i remember you showing me that picture back i think it was before i, before I really knew who he was yeah um, well think about it like the picture i showed you too he was hugging me right yeah uh, Joe Rogan was hugging me. I mean, that's the thing is now they even talk about their pocket. They're like, I don't do that anymore because so many people want a piece of them, right? That yeah. they, they can't do that. And I mean, like at the end of the show, you know, Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz came out on the street. We were in Pittsburgh. They came out on the street and we're just hanging out with people. And so we went out and we hung out with them. Actually, some of friends of mine gave Joe Rogan a t-shirt, um, they made a logo. So that, about that time, whatever that was, it was probably 2010, 2011. Um, tap out was huge for us that knew you, that you knew fighting, right? Right. That's right when tap out signed a deal with Walmart. So all of a sudden, every everything tap out was being sold at Walmart. So your everyday person all of a sudden now was wearing tap out. So at that time, <laughs> whatever that that year was, 
like if I saw you, you know, Jeff or Matt wearing a tap out shirt, we'd go up and talk to, I'd go up and talk to you. I'd be like, Hey man, you train? And you'd be like, yeah, yeah. I train at so-and-so we all be, all of a sudden we'd be friends. It was like this little bonding moment. Right. Then all of a sudden when that was sold at UFC, now I'd see somebody or not UFC at Walmart. I'd see somebody at um, wearing a tap out shirt and I'm like, you train? And they'd be like, train what? I'm like, you know, they don't even like train fishing. Like, no, like your shirt, your tap out shirt. I don't know, but at Walmart. It's, so like it changed all of us that were in this little little hub of fighting that we're like, we were pissed to be honest with you. Uh, so a guy in West Virginia named Cody Tuttle made the shirt that said Poser. It was made at the tap out logo, but it said Poser. And on the back it said, um, why train to fight if I can just wear the t-shirt? So we're literally making fun of everybody that wore tap out shit. But somebody gave it to Joe Rogan. He took it. He was like, oh, yeah, I love this shirt, man. You know, and he's the friends with Mask and Skyscrape and all those guys. And that was the other thing. We're in Pittsburgh. Those guys were there. We're hanging out with those guys. Um, my wife's got pictures with uh, Skyscrape, I think Punk Ass. I don't know if a Mask was dead at that point or not, but um, she's got pictures of all those guys. It's just a weird time, you know. Um, in one way, the good old days, and another way is – you know, I guess it is the good old days because now I look at those same people um, that are world famous and they weren't famous at that time. You know, it's kind of different times. But You know what? Since we're on them, like, I don't know if you've – maybe it's me, my observation. And I, I think, Matt, if you've been in the comedy game a while, you might see this more. But it's funny to me. Like, I've seen Joe Rogan. I've listened to him for years now. And – Yeah, same here. If I didn't – if I didn't I, – I'll watch his stand-up and I – cry but i don't think he's funny natural like it's like it's an art form for him it's well, like in his podcast he rarely do you go laugh at him is the right problem. yeah that's very true his natural self like his state probably at home there it's he's probably like me i feel like i'm the opposite he's, almost my best if i'm hanging out with you and yeah. i can sing one-liners off of you like a play-by-play guy mm -hmm. he's goofy comedy right like he gets high and then they start talking shit to each other right right I mean, some of the stuff's funny, but I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, I like, I, I love that art of what you do because it's fun to see somebody craft something and it can be funny. Like you said, they, they work through it. Like you said, you're not going to drop a joke till you've done it in front of the audience four or five times. Yeah. More. I mean, those guys work on those jokes for years before they put them out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, in total, you know, I've been serious, like, this year from November, so November, December, so about six or seven months is the most serious I've taken the comedy now, like constantly writing and stuff like that. But the first stand-up I ever did was, I think, uh, 2017, 2018. So off and on for a couple of years and then seriously taking it seriously now. But the the most impressive thing that I think people don't really get a lot is that, oh, sorry that doing a show for 45 minutes to an hour is the craziest thing to me because How long is your show? everything, sure. if I put my best stuff together, like if I, someone was like, Hey, you're, you're getting a special on Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had to do like, do the best I could maybe 25 minutes, you know? Makes sense. Yeah. And it's, and, and then once they do that special on Netflix mm -hmm. or HBO or whatever, that's it for those. The next yeah. special, they had to come up with all new stuff. 
which is a new art form, right? They're, yeah. They're, they're putting it out and Netflix and a lot of guys, uh, Joe Rogan and those guys in particular, they're trying to do a new material every two years, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. One year is crazy, right? Two years is still pretty crazy, but two years is the average, I think. Yeah. And there was a, a very, she's young. She just had a, a Netflix special. Her name is Taylor Tomlinson. I don't know if you guys have seen her. Um, she's only 25 years old, just got a Netflix special. And I've seen her on Conan and like talk shows and um, some other of her stand up stuff. But to be 25, she had an hour long set. One of the funniest comedians I've ever seen. I definitely recommend anyone watch her special. It's on Netflix. It's absolutely, it's phenomenal. I'll yeah. check that out. How did you hear about her? I was just on, I, most of my media consumption is actually YouTube yeah. because there's so many creators, whether you want to watch something about comedy or movies or video games or the news or just anything, it's all on YouTube. So yeah, yeah like I said, 90% of my media consumption is on YouTube. So eventually if I'm on a certain topic, like I could spend an hour looking at ukulele videos or an hour looking at comedy, you know, and it just pops up and he recommended it. I was like, Oh, I've never heard of her. Uh, I'll click on her. And that's, that's how I found out about her. And then I recently saw, Oh, she has a special on Netflix. I'll watch that. And it was fantastic. Huh. That's interesting. So as like a comedian, then do you watch like YouTube? Is that where you find everybody? And then Netflix after that, after you. Yeah. M mostly where I find really everything I enjoy, whether it's a new movie I want to see or a new comedian or a books, video games, or just random stuff. It's it's mostly through YouTube or Reddit. It's interesting. Yeah. Reddit's great. I literally don't watch YouTube ever, other than the shit that's behind me, which is yeah. Stuff. <laughs> but I, I literally don't, and 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 I'm saying that as in maybe I should. Um, we're in a different time right now, right? Like yeah. I'm out of material to watch. I watched Tiger King, like probably most of you guys and all that other junk, um, and I've run out of stuff to watch. So maybe YouTube's the next option. That's kind of why I'm asking for a real. Yeah, I mean, any topic, any topic that you're interested in, there's YouTubers that have a huge following that make content solely on that specific topic. Um, and it, it, it's great. Like there's, when I started training jujitsu with you, I, I straight, I immediately went to YouTube. I'm like, okay, who's making content? Mm -hmm. for me someone that's just starting jujitsu and there's a guy his name is chujitsu yeah yeah he's in kentucky yeah yeah him and so he uploads to uh youtube all the time i was on the jujitsu subreddit reading as much as i could uh i still suck turns out if you just watch a lot of stuff you don't get better which is kind of lame but <laughs> i tried the same thing yeah i watched videos constantly when i started out and you turns out to get better you just got to get the shit beat out of you um so did you guys want not not random i mean that's kind of self-serving but i put out that video right did you guys watch that that uh yeah yeah i i watched it it's like from like 2009 or i was gonna say you looked really young i looked slim and trim and nice and different person altogether. <laughs> back when life was easy and you could go to the store yeah, you could go get a beer at a bar with people yeah i had to walk almost a hundred feet to get this beer so what okay. do you got so this this kind of goes on that topic i've been slightly reluctant to do online classes for jujitsu sure 
mainly because I don't get the concept, right? And maybe because I haven't watched it, but like saying that, let's say YouTube, for example. So if I put out a, like who are you practicing with? Right, like yeah, that's that's the problem. Like my golden retriever is that who I'm gonna practice yeah. with? Yeah, I mean, to me it just didn't make a lot of sense. When, but on the on the flip side, like I I had an hour DVD that I already had produced, right? Like where yeah, I, I guess you saw, but um, I was like, why not? I mean, that's an hour worth of the content of basic jujitsu. I was like, I'll just put this out, but I just still. I mean, I'm sure you, maybe Matt, you've watched, I'm sure you maybe have seen or haven't seen, but it doesn't matter. But I'm like, I just still don't get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like on the flip side where Angie and Lisa are doing Zoom, Zoom meetings where they can work yeah. out, that, that makes more sense. Jiu-Jitsu is just not a, a platform to me where unless Matt has a brother, right? Because right. Here, now here's on the, Speaking of the same concept, I walked in my gym, I don't even know, like a week ago when I walked in there. It's fucking packed. I'll just tell you that for an, I was like, what the hell? There's people lifting weights. There's people doing jujitsu. There's people downstairs. These are people that have keys, right? And they don't give a shit. And so they're just doing whatever they do. My thing is, as a person that people listen to and a person people look to for advice, I was like, I cannot be teaching classes i cannot go to the gym and say hey let's mm -hmm. even if i think it's okay right in my opinion i don't want to pollute the world with my opinion meaning that if i say this is not something you need to take seriously and then people listen to me and then they should have then i'm a piece of shit right basically you know what i'm saying like so my opinion doesn't matter so i'm like more um I'm just keeping my opinion out of it. This is basically, and, and, and even, listen, I'll be honest with you. There's people at the gym, they were working out. I wanted to work out. Uh, they texted me. I said, text me. Let me ask my wife. I'll, I'll let you know what, the, what she says. And they said, hey, man, I want to work out because I, I'm not working. And I really wanted to work out. And my wife said, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and listen, I can still do it. Um, but it's the part of thinking like, Look, I got to look beyond myself, right? Yeah. Um, in particular, right now at my house, my mother-in-law, which is Lisa's mom, is living here. Um, you know, because she hasn't went home since the cruise because we self-isolated and just stuff. Do I, do I want to, let's say that, because they don't have an antibody test. So I, we start off this podcast with saying that I probably had it. I still don't know, right? So I don't know if I did or didn't. So if I go to do jujitsu and I pass it along and I, bring it back to my mom's mom, which I don't know how she is. And she doesn't want you to know how she is. So we're not going to talk about that. But if I did, she might get it and she might die. That's where I'll feel bad. Cause I was just like everybody else when we first started, I said, man, I'll be fine. I don't give a shit. Um, that's how everybody at the gym is still to this day. They don't care. Mm -hmm. And my point is I agree with you, but just like Matt keeps texting us and he's right. He's all right on the money. He can, he could affect his dad who's 70 right he yeah. can yeah potentially kill his dad right um, yeah and that that's the scariest thing for me is like i'm a 24 like if i get it like i'm still have that stupid young person brain like as objective as i can be i'm a young person that thinks it's he's invincible and i know that's stupid but there's a there's a biological president precedent for young people thinking this way and it's true but i'm also in contact with my dad every day and like and, yeah 
and it, it's not worth the risk. Yeah, I, I think that you're an example for all of us. I mean, right? We, we, it's, I mean, we're going to meet, and that's not a bad thing, right? Like, I think we. The reason yeah. I was cool with all three of us meeting is I think that I've had. So I'm, I think that I'm going to be, and I think you guys are. I don't know for sure. Well, I'm sure that I've probably had it and you guys are fine. Um, yeah, Ange actually was pulling back on that. Like, women are smarter than us. Thursday. I mean, <laughs> the other day it was like she was like, I, we probably shouldn't do it in person. She's a smart. No. My wife is the same. So. She's like, that doesn't make sense. And she was drinking the night I asked her. Like, I think we were texting at night, weren't we, when we first talked about it? I think I so. And I, I said, hey, we're going to, or maybe I just asked her. And at night, and we'd both been drinking. She's like, "Yeah, cool." Yeah. But then two days later, she's like, "Are we? Are they really coming over? Is that going to really happen?" Yeah, my my wife, and I mean, you guys are the same. I mean, we're we're men, so I mean, my wife's the same. She's like, "You think that's a good idea?" I just wrote yes and shut the conversation down. But um, it's not fair, you know. What I mean, right? They they've got valid opinions, and we probably did a good thing. Actually, a hundred percent, we did a good thing because yeah, yeah. We, we live by example, right? People are going to listen to, if, if people watch this, they should probably listen to or, or see what we do. And, um, you know, or let's say, let's not even say like we, we live by example, but let's say that we got chastised for being in the same room together, right? Even if we did in the same room together, we're six feet apart, right? Then with masks and gloves. Yeah. There's right. People that would have been, that would have been fun. For it. Yeah. Really great energy. Here's a, I mean, we should, I'll tell you what, then it's one thing. The only thing that gets on my nerves about this whole thing is that people make it like Republican Democrat thing. It's a fucking disease. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, that, I, I hated that. I was going to mention that I think I just lost my train of thought, uh, very beginning, like an hour ago, that every topic that should be a scientific topic, climate change or viruses, everything is politicized and it's the most annoying thing. Well, in, Let's preface this, not to be weird, but your dad's a doctor, right? So that's Correct, as yeah. scientific as you could be. And I agree that there, you, up until recently, and I'm not going to say the Trump era, I'm going to actually really say like uh, the Al Gore era, which there was no Al Gore era, right? But he, he's the one that put out the video about climate warming and all that stuff. Yeah. That's about the time that people started saying it becomes science became political. Right, yeah. so it says he could put out this thing that says global warming. Then you could, then he's a Democrat. So now you could be a Republican. Sure. Now it's a Democratic uh, it's bullshit, right? Or a Democrat topic. It's the yeah. Same thing that I hear every day. Like, look, I'm the most anti-political person. Meaning, I'm Team America. Meaning, I don't give a shit if Jeff is Republican and you're a Democrat. Howdy. If I like either one of you, I'm going to vote for you. I'm Team America. Period. I don't check the boxes in all of them. Right. Meaning that I don't I'm not gun control, abortion, blah, 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 whatever, everything. I'm a mix of everything. I'm team of, if I like you and I agree with you. It is what it is. But the thing is, science is not political. Right? Yeah. Science doesn't it care. It is yeah. what it is. It's, it's not, not religious. And it's not still like Trump's still on your TV. If you're Trump, rather, you still think it's Democratic. He still says it's a thing we got to pay attention to. He started off saying the same thing. It was a hoax by the Democrats. He 100% did. Yeah. But he changed it. It changed it. It's not a hoax anymore. I'm getting tired of seeing the shit on TV where it's like 100 people die of this, 100 people. It doesn't matter. Our, our 
hospitals are being overran because we don't have enough ventilators, right? It doesn't matter yeah. if more people die of the flu, more people die of cancer. Those people don't need motherfucking ventilators. Right? Those people don't need this. They don't need that. Also, we have a flu vaccine. The scariest thing is that we don't know how to cure COVID. The thing is you just need to have a good enough body to get through it. Yeah. The other thing is too, which I'll, you know, I'll say, I don't know how you guys are. Sure. I love conspiracy theories. I love them. <laughs> I really do. Same. I love, I love reading them, yes. but I am so, hard pressed when people are trying to convince me of them. Exactly. So for example, just on that point. Sure. I like reading about flat earth. Do I think the earth's flat? No. Not at all. Yeah. Do I like reading about it? Do I think they have some good points sometimes? Yes. The better one is, do I think that we went on the moon? I do. But do I think that they have good points about how we didn't? Yeah, sure. I love reading about it. Same with UFOs. I like to believe the UFOs are real. I like to believe Bigfoot's real. I like to believe the Chupacabra is real. All those things, but it maybe not. I'm on both sides, so I'm more on the side of science, but I'll keep the doors open, which means, only reason I bring this up is when I see people on, on the internet saying how this is a government hoax so they can arrest pedophiles, so that they can arrest whatever the fuck they say, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. look, man, I can be with you 90%, but what changes at the end is I'm like, it's still science. And I feel like, like the president and the government is trying to save lives right now. Let's be on that side. Let's stay home. Let's be normal. You can still believe in your conspiracy theory, right? Because I still give precedent. I'm like, hey, you, you never know, right? Like whatever your theory is could be right. Yeah. For now, let's believe in all the, let's listen to what everybody's telling me. Yeah, we can all be our own type of asshole, but a virus doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, so and the reason I say all that is because, because I still, like, sometimes I'm just like, man, I just want to train. You know, like, if either one of you are like, hey, let's hit some mitts. Like, I really want to, and I think we're going to yeah. be okay. And I probably would do it, to be honest with you. Um, but probably shouldn't. <laughs> Because <laughs> I gotta lead, I gotta lead by example to a degree, right? I can't. Mm -hmm. uh, I That's what I was gonna say. When we yeah. get the chance to, uh, when this is all done, we do need to redo this. Not redo it, but do a part two. And because uh, it's just a different. It, that's the one thing about dudes getting together and drinking. It have <laughs> to be. It have to be later on a weekend, like we do a lot of times, Butch. Because mm -hmm. there's just a different energy. Of course, yeah. those are the ones that are harder to put out on Facebook, but it's, right. it's a lot of fun. So we did, how many, we've done two or three? We've done three. We've There's done only three. one that I wouldn't share with people. The other ones are okay. I mean. Yeah, we've done, what, one with Lisa and two, with you and Lisa and two with just you? Something, it seems right. There's only one that it was questionable and it wasn't bad. It was just. We started off the cuff. It was a little rough, you know. Yeah, there's just a few. That's things. rhyme. <laughs> yeah, that's Which is the great thing about podcasts because there's a lot of topics that you can get yeah, into. It's just, people, you know, people don't want to listen to it. It's just you can't really publicize it. It kind of goes back to the comedy thing. There's certain things that the three of us would say together, right? Sure. That oh, we gosh, don't yeah. want somebody judging us on, right? And that's that's where I get more upset about podcasts 
and just you know, podcasts or talk shows or whatever than comedy because comedy the goal is to make someone laugh and if you're not making them laugh okay you're a shitty comic but podcasts like i hate that there's things um that we can't talk about uh yeah. things that might be true or just like we're, we can talk about flat earth none of us believe the earth is flat but just talking about it you know mike it's like there's so many things that deal with sexuality that you can't talk about and just talk about without getting flack for it or like social issues like racism and stuff like yeah. there's so many things in the podcast uh, that like i would love to talk about all these topics but even me who like i'm a self-proclaimed kind of a guy who's like we can talk about anything i'm worried you know whenever that recording thing is on I'm like, oh shit! Well, I feel like I'm in a box. It's out there forever, right? Yeah. Like Kevin Hart, he got judged for some gay comments that meant nothing to him years ago, right? Yeah, it's but he uh, and he also apologized for it yes. already. And he's the coolest dude in the world. Like I know, you know, but it's the same thing. So like somebody could take whatever we say out of context, where I could be saying it to you as a joke mm -hmm. or you as a joke or you know, I mean, and then I mean, everybody says goofy stuff. You could say stuff that, yeah, absolutely, yeah, slightly whatever it is, but I don't want to be judged for anything I say because it, here's the thing like, we all know what kind of people we are, but other people don't know what kind of people we are, you know, right? right. And also, everyone changes. Like, I used to use, yes. um, I used to use, like, I, you know, as a kid in, in the middle school, like, I would call, like, I, I would say the word fag. Oh, I use um, it a lot, yeah, sure. Um, and I, I have no judgment. Yeah. <laughs> and um and then when I grew up and you know made my circle bigger and met people that where that word was used to really hurt them. Yeah. You know, I was like, Oh, I was kind of a dickhead. And that's not me judging you for using that word. I hope you know that. But well, I don't I don't use it now. I'm the same way you are. It was a when sure. I say it's a great word, it was a great word. The way it was used was not in that way. Right. Exactly. I and I never wrong. used it in a way to put people down that were actually um uh, LGBTQ plus or anything like that. But after hearing, you know, friends of mine that have talked about how that word affected them, I was like, oh, the problem is if someone recorded me saying that, if even if it was 10 years ago right. and someone plays a recording of me saying that, that's me now. That's me in the present. To everyone that's heard that, that's the current Matthew. He says that word. He thinks like this. And that's the message that gets out to people. And even if you apologize, even if you put out like guys it's not me that's going to hit less people yes or people think you're lying right yeah the, the funny thing is is the only person i really hear using it now is one of my gay friends and he calls me <laughs> you know what i mean so it's just <laughs> i don't even think that's the unfortunate thing like the word gay or the word fag which are obviously bad words now but like we didn't use them in that way. You would just say that's gay, but I didn't, you didn't think of it as offensive. Right. Like you right. Just, you know, you're just like a young person that's, that's normal. Um, yeah. And then, you know, there's so many words that were used, you know, in the twenties and fifties. And when my dad grew up uh, and he's told me, he's like, man, I used to hear, I mean, so my dad's an immigrant. And so he never used certain words. Uh, because he himself was different than everybody else in the country yeah. but he was you know he's like i would hear those words and think something's wrong but not the way that i think of it now when and did your dad come to the country per se so my dad immigrated in 77 that's when i was born 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he came over uh, in seventy-seven. Reason I ask is he's a very sweet man. I mean, obviously, yeah. Too, and you learn more as you go. But he's a very sweet, sweet person. Yeah, he's someone I I admire a lot, and it's kind of funny. Um, and I asked him, I was like, Dad, like, how did you find? Um, and I was like, you know, you read about racism in history and stuff, and um, so I was like, oh, Dad, did you face this stuff? He's like, no. Uh, he was like, I'm more scared for you today because of the politics now than I was as it. Because he said he's like, I went to the gun range and people loved me. They wanted to show me everything. They wanted to immigrate me into American life. And that's not – that wasn't the norm in the 70s. I know this. That was just my dad's case. Is there Indian um, racism? Um, not – no, in the sense that no one's racist to me because I'm Indian. They're racist to me because I look – different and they i fit the bill for anything i fit the bill for muslim i fit the bill for arabic i fit the bill for basically everything i'm not um and even if i was those things like you know i would just say like fuck off so matt um, um, jeff's never met you like sure do you feel do you look at matt like i just literally don't look at you other than being tan i don't i don't right I was, I was, I don't I see racist too. I feel like Indian people, are different. you don't look like your typical Indian. Yeah. Look, and two yeah. of my, two Sorry. of my best friends. I say it, but I don't mean it in that way. That way. No, and that's, that's another topic of things like, why can't we talk about the way people look like they're black people, they're brown people. I don't look Indian. It's okay to say it's something that you observe in, in life. If it doesn't affect your opinion, that's the important part. Yeah. But uh, yeah, literally everything I say doesn't. So, I, I just don't. I don't care. I come from Cleveland, which is right. Right. So I don't. I don't care. I, I just don't care. I don't. I, mean, I don't. Yeah. Know. And I know you personally, and I know that you would not. What color I was? Like I could walk into your yeah, your gym, anything, and you wouldn't if you care. Said you're, if you said you're Muslim, if you said you're black, I'd be like, cool. <laughs> like, my school, like everybody on the basketball team or football team or what, you know what I mean? There's every different color. I, I just don't, I don't think in those terms. However, you know what I mean? I come from a more diverse culture. But... Yeah. I think it's okay to observe that someone looks different. Mm-hmm. We are biologically supposed to identify when someone is different. Mm-hmm. That's okay. When you let it affect your opinion, that's where you draw the line. Where would it affect? Absolutely. This is weird questions. I sure. Admit, but where would it affect? Because um, Simpsons, like I don't watch The Simpsons, but that yeah, who's that guy's name that works at Simpsons? A poo. Yeah. So they 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 did a thing where they made they have this character a poo who's um who's brown and they make fun of his accent and his culture and stuff, um but they also have a Scottish guy that they make fun of or an, an Irish guy and stuff like that, and the thing we have to be okay with making with laughing and making fun of everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand America is a very special case because it is, it is harder for other groups of people in this country. Um, civil rights happened predominant and there was a lot of racism predominantly towards the black community. My community did not face that. So we do have to take different measures when it comes to, you know, what we do because of that. Um, and so with the case of the symptoms, the Simpsons, I'm kind of back and forth in the comedian in me wants to say, 
okay, we have to make be able to make fun of everybody, right? Because that's what you should do. If you're going to make fun of Indians, okay, let's make fun of everyone, Indians, Pakistanis, Asians, Irish, Scottish, Americans, white, black, let's do it. Because that's, you know, I like that's fair. But unfortunately, life isn't fair because all of these groups of people have been treated differently and have faced their own um, sufferings no matter where. That, so. I feel like that's the part we lost when we were talking about mm -hmm. earlier, right? You used to be able to make fun of everybody. Sure. So, it, it, and I say this because I've never watched The Simpsons. I really haven't. I've watched some clips. I know I know what it is. I think it's funny, but I, I know that that was an issue. Um, yeah. But even in my own background, Hiles is a German name, right? I, I guess. Yes. Um, but my ancestors more or less are Polish. They changed their name uh, so they could get work in in the United States. So, so let's say that they had the name Ski at the end, right? It's mostly mm -hmm. a Polish name. So they changed their name to, I think, Schultz or Bush or something that had zero to do right. with Ski at the end. But they're all Polish so they could get work. And then somewhere along the line, one of them married somebody that was German and it came Hiles and blah, blah, blah. I literally don't give a shit what my 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 ancestry is. I just don't like, I don't know why people care. I don't care. I'm a human. You're a human. You're a human. I don't really give a shit, but I know other people <laughs> care. I just, I literally, I, like I said, I just know it's a big deal. Like that's uh, people make fun of the Seven Eleven. So the weird thing in Cleveland, for example, when I was in the nineties, every corner store, every Seven Eleven, which is what they're kind of making fun of. They're saying Indian people were run it. Yeah. In Cleveland, it was all um, Arabic and Muslims, which is the thing. So right. there was a lot of Muslim hate, and rightfully so, I would say. Un I mean, that sounds bad, <laughs> but I would say when it I was- sounds, I'm waiting for the explanation yeah, on this before I I'm jump waiting. in. <laughs> I would just say in high school, only reason I say like rightfully so is in high school is so when we went to war with Iraq. Sure. In high school would be like, fuck USA, Scud missile number one. You know, oh, so you're not saying it was right to be racist towards them. You just understood why people were. I say people start, like the younger generation started shit and everybody started getting weird. Um, stupid kids. Yeah, stupid kids. Nobody, okay, for a minute I was like, did Bush just say... Yeah, no. We're getting it, into something it, new. It still, sounds, it still sounds bad and there's no way to make it not sound bad. If it wasn't for the war, nobody even brought attention to it. Every store right. is owned by Arabics, not Indians. Um, and nobody even paid attention until the Iraq war when people, and it was just high school kids making fun of other people, then it maybe then it became a thing and then it's not a thing now, right? Only reason I bring that up is because it wasn't Indian people, it was Muslim people. Yeah, um, the, it's just, and I'm not calling people ignorant, but people immediately jump to the conclusion of what they see, not what they uh, have yet to understand, which is that I'm, I don't fit those categories. I'm just brown, so I'm the target. I, yeah, and that's the other thing. I didn't even, I guess I didn't. I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But I was going to say, I didn't literally, we talked about that. I didn't even pay attention until it was brought up, right? But Yeah, and that's, and the bad thing is, like, I feel bad more for people that are actually Muslim and Arabic because I get mistaken for it. And then people, so I, there's been what occasions. That's bad on that if you get mistaken for it. They just hate Muslims, Muslims. It's just a it's, stigma. It's a stigma that like um, Muslims hate America, and I, you know, I grew up with Muslim friends, and that's very far from the truth. Or that they're, um, you know, this type of way, or you know, that they. It's it, tough. It's, it's, it's a lot. Types, uh, 
Muslim, uh, Islam extremist, right? It's a tough one, right? Well, it's yeah. just like the crazy Christians. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just, it, it's exactly. been, that's, that's it's been blown point. up because I have Muslim friends. They're great people. And, great point. And the, the, that crazy ch- Baptist church in Texas where they're protesting funerals. You know, they're all Christian snake handlers, right? If they yeah. looked at all of us like that, which I think all yeah. religions get a bad name from, from a small group. I think that's I mean, yeah, absolutely. the way it works. I don't like a lot of what religion is about. And, I, you know, I would categorize myself as a Christian. But then again, somebody said, are you Christian the other day? And it, and I, I, it was weird, one, that they asked me and they didn't know me. Um, and two, I wanted, I wanted, I didn't want to answer because I don't want, what, what is your version of Christian? You know, like, what is your version of Muslim? My wife and I have been thinking about a lot lately too, because think about it. Like Jesus was a Jew and Jewish don't even, they're not Christian. They're Jewish, right? They're holy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's very confusing. I don't, I don't know. We're not, we're not going to go down this road. It's not. Because <laughs> we'll be here for three more hours. If we get into religion, yeah. I love getting into that stuff. Yeah, no, it's best that we don't. But that's what I'm saying. That's why the exact point is why I don't go too crazy because I'm like, well, the, the Jewish people don't even believe like the Christian people. Like nobody knows. As long as everybody's happy, as long as you're a good person, that's all I care about, right? I don't really care about the religion stuff. Um, most of you guys, are, most normal people are the same, right? We, we shouldn't. As long as you're a good person, I don't really give a shit about the other. I don't really care. Yeah. Getting even back into the political thing. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, Christian, Jewish, Muslim is just, you just got to be a good person. I, I literally don't care about the rest of the stuff, you know? Yeah. I was fortunate. Like you said, I grew up and my dad was very, I mean, we grew up in a very accepting family where we didn't see color. And then I moved to Atlanta and it was nice. I lived there when my kids were small for eight to 10 years. And we we're like the only, only white folks on the street, you know, we lived in a nice neighborhood. It was very, but it was, it was really cool for my kids they don't, and, and when I say where there was one other white couple across the street, I think it wasn't just black or, I mean, there were Asian yeah. families, there's black families, there's Indian families there. It was just, there was some um, Arabic, but it was so cool that they don't see color now. They just uh, don't see color like growing up here in West Virginia. Very strange. Like, yeah. like, like you said, Matt. You, if you, you grow up in West Virginia, there are going to be a group of people that are going to look at you sideways. Yeah, and I, I didn't experience that until I uh, was outside of Charleston for a long period of time because I grew up in Charleston, capital city. Um, I didn't, it didn't ever hit me that people would look at me weird or dislike me without even knowing me because of the way I looked until I went to um, college. I went to college in a very small town, West Virginia, Buchanan, West Virginia. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, what Sorry? What's in Buchanan? What college? Uh, West Virginia Wesleyan College. Wesleyan. Um, I went to Glenville State, so that was like one of the rivals. Yeah. And uh, it was the weirdest thing because the first racist thing that ever happened to me, um, I got called the N-word. You did? Yeah. It was the weirdest thing because like (laughs) – You don't look that brown. You look tan. No. and (laughs) So I didn't even realize I was being called that because obviously – I, I, I don't know, you know, I was, well, I was in Walmart and I was with my girlfriend who was white, her ex-girlfriend, she was white and we were walking together and like, we all have been West Virginia long enough to where, you know, like if you make 
eye contact with someone, you go, hey, what's up? Like, that's just a West, I don't know if it's an everywhere thing, but. No, it's people, not. No, it's people, not. You want to look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we say hi to each other. That's how we've always done it in Charleston. That's how oh. I do it everywhere we go. And I was passing an aisle and there was this very old couple, like very old, uh, definitely at least in their 70s. And I accidentally made eye contact with um, the husband. And I was like, hey, how's it going? He just kind of like peered at me and I was like, oh man, that guy is, is grumpy, is what I thought in my head. Yeah. Um, and then I turned the aisle and he, and I was with my girlfriend, and I think I was holding hands with her. And he turned to his, his wife and I guess they thought we had kept on going down and not turned into the next aisle. And I heard him go, oh, I can't believe she's with a, and he said the N-word. And like so, in my head, I was like, "Who did he just call that to? What? A, a, like, I was like, wow." And my girlfriend turned to me, and she's like, "You idiot! Like, it's you." Because uh, the she, only one in Buchanan, though. I mean, yeah, uh, it's true. Like, I was the only. Uh, def- like, I was about to say I was. I wasn't the only black guy. I'm not a black guy. <laughs> right, right. I guess. Um, at, at the school, I was the only Indian. Uh, but there were, there were, yeah, there were, uh, there were a lot of black kids. A lot I of. Would never kids. even thought that was a thing. Um, yeah, racism. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's it's weird because I didn't really experience racism until the last, I would say, five six years. Um, I think that's because you're in West Virginia. Or do you think that's worldwide? Like, uh, it's weird because I've lived in West Virginia my whole life and never really experienced it until the the when you were in Germany. Oh, in Germany, people, which uh, it it's okay. This is the weirdest thing. I loved the way people saw me in Germany because they saw me. Because uh, I made friends with a lot of Germans, and they told me they saw me as an American, not in a good way. They're like, "Oh, that dumb American, brown American." Just yeah, I felt more American being in Germany than I ever felt here. But you know, like I was watching a show, I'm trying to think what Jack Ryan. Right. Good right. first season, horrible second season. I agree. Okay, so I watch quit. I quit in the second season. They said in France. So the example was in American, you could be an African American a French-American or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But in France, you're not a French-American. You're either French or you're not a French. You know, you know what I mean? You're either French or not a French. Yeah. I can't speak to France, but... Um, so maybe that's how other places are. Yeah. yeah uh, in England, I, from my experience with... Uh, I was in England for uh, three or four months. That was how it was. If you were English, you were English. If you weren't, when you weren't uh, in Germany, same thing is Germany took massive steps leading up to the modern Germany to um, help people Im- immigrate, to uh, get rid of fascism, get rid of racism because of the horrible things happened during World War II. Um, if you talk to Germans, most of them uh, that I talk to, at least, um, will look at you weird when you say that you're prideful of your country because they believe that pride leads to racism and fascism. And then these horrible things that happen. I mean, it, they have a whole different outlook now because of the horrible atrocities that were committed in their country. And it's, and it was the weirdest feeling. Like I felt, it felt like I knew they saw me as like the dumb American, which a lot of friends, like we joked like, oh, he's the dumb American. And it was such a kind of a good feeling because they didn't say like, no one ever made a joke about my skin color, which I do with my friends, which is fine because they're my friends. Sure. But the only ever looks I got was because I was American. Like I said, it's weird saying this, but yeah, I felt more American there than I ever had been in my adult years living in West Virginia. So that's interesting. So that's cool. More would that be racism against America? Like, I mean, 
we can only ever talk. I can only ever speak to my own personal experience. Um, West, do they call it Western? Like they don't like the West. Is that more <laughs> so when I, whenever I was, uh, what are you speaking? Like if people knew what West Virginia was? Not West Virginia. Oh. But you know that people say like, I hate the West. And the West is the, you know what I'm saying? Does that make oh, sense? so the West, like, yeah, the West still applies to most of Europe, though, if not all. Does it really? Like that saying, yeah, it, it applies to England, French, oh. Germany, okay. Spain. Just as long as you're not part of United Emirates or what? what, what yeah, I think the, the West-East divide happens. It also depends who's saying that, too. Like, if a Chinese person talks about the West, I assume Europe and yeah american but when also apologize for making you the uh, expert <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like like i said like i am totally fine speaking on all of these topics but it should be known that yeah. i have these are all because of my personal experience yeah. and it's not the personal experience of everyone of a different ethnicity so unrelated this is probably taking you too deep so are so are you we can go as deep as you want budge you say, yeah. So you're still Christian religion wise? You're not- uh, no, I'm not religious um, in any sense of the word. What, what is a typical Indian religion? Yeah, if you were to, if you were to, yeah, if you were to pick a random Indian, most likely they'd be Hindu. Hindu. What is the difference between Hindu and Buddhist? So Buddhism. Okay, so Hinduism. I know a little bit about these these topics. I'm definitely not an expert. You're better than me. <laughs> So Hindu Hinduism has uh, he's very smart. Smart right. people have glasses. <laughs> so Hinduism has a lot of gods. They have I think 300 yeah. million plus gods depending on they your do. sect of Hindu, of sect of Hinduism. And now I'm sure I think the three of us event like how we grew up, we grew up with Christian parents, right? Am I correct about that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have the understanding that there's different sects of Christianity. There's like what sixteen thousand different sects. There's Baptism, Presbyterian, so, Catholics. Yeah. So things we haven't heard of. Lutheran is or a Baptist or I don't. Right. Yeah. And I think we forget that that applies to every religion. Okay. Too. It does. Um, yeah. So in Hinduism. Like Do you know the Harry Krishnas in West Virginia? Not to get off topic. Sure. What'd you say? The Harry Krishnas in West Virginia. The Harry Krishna. Yeah, like the Palace of Gold. Do either one of you guys know that? I. I've heard that name, but I don't actually know anything about it. Neither one of you, Jeff? Uh, the Palace of Gold? Is that a... Wrong with you Do you seriously not know this? this I seriously this don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Honestly, you guys need to Google this shit. Um, I'm going to hop on the Google right now. Get on so the Google machine. There's I'm a getting on the Google machine. Taj Mahal of America. I know the Taj Mahal. The Taj Mahal of America is in Wheeling, West Virginia. So what's it called? The Palace of Gold by the Harry Krishnas. I know about the Harry Krishnas. I didn't realize uh, they were big here. Uh, Matt, can you put this on your um, your feed of your face? <laughs> you turn it. Um, you I'm actually on a different computer right now. Jamie of Joe Rogan. Of... Okay. Um, Prabhubada's Palace of Gold. I probably mispronounced the fuck out of that. I'm okay. So my mom calls me the coconut because I'm brown on the outside but white on the inside. I'm gonna get out of there. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you guys out. You guys keep talking. I'm gonna help this out here. Um. Oh God, Jeff. Can you remind me where we were? <laughs> What's that? Oh, I think what I was. I think I was talking about how when we say East and West, it's kind of like when I say I'm Asian, people will look at me weird. 
because um, I'm like, I'm Asian, and people will say, oh, wait a minute, but you're Indian. I'm like, oh, guess where it's located, you know? Asia. It's, yeah. yeah, it's not something. So all these, li- there's no hard line when it comes to these labels, when it comes to east and west. Like geography obviously plays a role. But when right. we say east and west, what we're talking, we're really talking about is culture. Okay. And there is definitely a hard line between Chinese and Japanese culture. And there's a hard line between Chinese culture and American culture. What is it? You're watching this video here, guys? I'm seeing, yeah, I'm seeing what's on your, on your this wall. West Virginia. I'm assuming, I, I have not seen this video. Look, yes, they went to the palace. This is in Wheeling, West Virginia. Huh. No joke. That no is Indian blowing Indian. my mind. Yes. <laughs> I never knew this was in Wheeling, West Virginia. Literally, this is no joke. This is like the Taj Mahal of America. The United States is in Wheeling, West Virginia. Look at this. No joke. Look at this video. I mean, it's unreal. It's crazy. So I, I, I can't give you the entire story because I don't know it. Look, look at this right here. This is a secret. So you go up a secret thing. There, see, it says Harry Krishna in the corner. Mm-hmm. This is in West Virginia. It's secret. Like you literally go, look at that. Unreal. Wow. Let's go. And you can go. Yes, you can go. And they have all this stuff. So I'll, I'll attempt, after we watch this video here, I'll attempt to give you the background story here and just say uh, look at this stuff it's unreal if nobody knows about this uh, i've never seen this this is kind of blowing my mind honestly because i've been to wheeling you did I never have thought that this would be here in west virginia all right well let this video play out and then i'll give you my uh, version of uh of everything i mean look well, at this this is unreal this a hundred percent this is the taj mahal of america is wheeling west virginia the harry christian <laughs> I mean, you're looking at it now. This is unbelievable, right? You guys are yeah. probably, your mind's blown. Oh, I'm blown. Yeah, you're blown. Yeah. My mind's blown. Sure. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being blown. Look at this. And you can go to this. Any of you guys can go to this. This is a, you, you can, I don't know what you pay for the tour. Um, but you can look this up, uh, take a tour. Let's take you there. Um, and one of the Harry Krishna people will give you the lowdown of everything. Um, big rose garden. This thing's millions and millions of dollars. This costs to make. That's the thing. That's what, what's crazy is millions and millions of dollars it costs to make, and it's in Wheeling, West Virginia. Yeah. Not many people know about. It. That's nuts. That's so right before we move to this, do you mind if I go pee? Yeah, go pee, and then after we hear Butch's explanation, I hate to be a, a party pooper. But I have I have to jump on a Zoom with my brothers. Okay, time. gotcha. Well, so, let me go pee real quick. I, I saw my headphones on, so I'll be able to hear you guys. But I'll turn the audio off. So you don't hear me pee. Well, sit down, sit down when you pee, so that we don't have to hear you pee. I'll just put my mic up, and you'll hear me. Don't worry. Oh well. All right, Jeff. How much time are you looking at here? Um, like ten minutes or so. Ten minutes. Jesus Christ! What you doing over there? That's fine. I just have to jump on something else around nine. Okay. That's why I was, when we talked earlier, I was like, I really would like to be done by eight thirty or so. So yeah. I can jump on this yeah. other. 
wrapping. I mean, are you? I uh, mean, is there a topic you're looking for uh, to cover other than this uh, Palace of Gold that you guys didn't know about? No, this is great because I, I think this is something. If you guys want to, again, we can. We got all kinds of stuff we could get into yeah. and talk about. Like I, I, I think just from this conversation, I've got I've got a lot of sidebar stuff I could have jumped in and and uh, we could have got lost. So, I mean, if we want to do it again next week or the week after while we're freaking quarantined, um, that wouldn't be a bad idea, I don't think. I mean, I'd, I'd love to get it out there for my podcast. I think it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, for so. sure. So, this stuff is pretty crazy. Um, I mean, you've seen all these pictures, obviously, right? You've never seen any of this stuff, huh? I didn't know about this. And if somebody told me about it, I it never clicked. I, I would be hard pressed to believe someone that yeah. this existed. I would have dismissed it. I mean, it, it, it kind of dis- unfortunately our, our, our mindset is, as, as people, even not from West Virginia, but it's like, if somebody says they're here at Krishna's capitals in Wheeling, West Virginia, I'll be like, like, well, it's not a big deal then. You know, it's just not a big deal here in America. Right. Cause a lot of Americans don't even know we're a state. Right. I get, I get that all the time. That's when I was in Georgia, people would go, yeah, I've been, ask me where I'm from. I tell them West Virginia. They go, Oh, I've been to, I've been to Richmond. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Same here. They're like, yeah. I love Virginia beach. I'm like, yeah, well, that's like eight hours from there. So uh, I was, when I was um, living in Europe, uh, I'd be like West Virginia. Uh, and people are like, Oh, I don't know that. I'd be like, you know, the song country roads. I'd be like, Oh my God, country roads. I'm like, yep. I live there. This is also about Virginia, right? Not West Virginia. Shh, it's okay. It's about West Virginia. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. So, so anyway, I'll, I'll tell you about this video. Since you guys I'm said, editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so I, I also did not know. So I think um, along the, you know, I had an ex-girlfriend and we were looking up for stuff to do and there was the Moundsville prison tour, right? Mm-hmm. About Very that? romantic. Very yes. romantic. <laughs> yeah. So, so we went on the Moundsville prison tour, but while that, that, which is also very cool, but this was also part of it. So we looked this up and they actually kind of intertwined. So I, my version of the story, and for anybody who listens to this, don't get pissed off because I'm not going to give you the best version. Um, but they kind of intertwined because a lot of people that were in Moundsville prison got converted to Hare Krishna because of some of those people are in the Moundsville prison uh, at the time. Okay. Um, but essentially at the time at that time so not now because these people are still there um the Hare krishna people were um i think um again don't hold me to this they were in trouble for um selling guns selling drugs and for child molestation so again you need to look this up (laughs) don't hold me to this um i would fact check that well, here's the thing. So I, I knew here. You want to take a shot? Well, since you got some, I got a uh, vodka shot here. Matt, you got anything? Oh, I can go grab a shot real quick. Go grab a shot, and then we'll do one. I'll keep okay. bourbon. I'll be right back. I've got vodka since we're here, and I think my shot glass is pretty big. I think it's a double. You remember these? I think we got them when you were here. Remember, they're a little bigger. They're perfect. They're uh. I don't know. They're paper. <laughs> Plastic. All right. What time are you in? And so we got 845. You got 15 minutes or 10 minutes? 10 minutes? 10. 10. All right. We'll wait for him to come back. And we'll, I'll explain some of this stuff and then we'll, we'll hit the road. But if you want, we can make another day. We'll do part two. I like it. Feel like you've hit some good information right now? 
Yeah, it's been fantastic. We can f- probably delve deeper into Matt's um, comedy stuff, right? Oh, probably. yeah, we could dig in. I could ask all kinds of questions. I'm so yeah. fascinated with it. Well, hopefully, you guys are having good I – mean, hopefully, everybody's happy with everything. I mean, I, I am – I just want to say, like, I'm right. totally – it's kind of like when – you get paid for a comment. Like I'm, I'm just, I feel honored that you guys would want to talk, have me on and like talk. And I, I feel like we, we didn't know what we were going to do and we've just talked so long, but we don't, we haven't really, we have got another two hours of talking into us. Oh, I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure we could talk all night. All right. You in there? What'd you got going on? I I didn't get a shot glass, but I just got a bottle of uh, vodka. All right. It works. You guys ready? Cheers. Cheers. Man, that's oh, I should have grabbed a chaser. Me too. I ran out of stuff. But anyway, on to the Harry Krishna stuff. So this is what happened. I was going out of Monsville prison. Uh, whatever you call that. You pay for money to go look at it. Uh-huh. What do you call that? Expedition? Or something like that. A tour? <laughs> Yeah, tour. There you go. There we go. So we looked up the uh, Harry Krishna Palace of Gold for some. I don't know if somebody knew about it, but uh, so you pay like five, ten bucks, not very much. They put um, little footies on your feet because they don't mm-hmm. want to mess anything up. But apparently, these guys had no building experience. They had nothing. They knew nothing. This is kind of what helps their religion. They had no um, nothing. And they built this palace of gold that cost millions of dollars with no carpentry experience, no nothing. And they imported a lot of stuff from Italy, from France. Um, it's millions of dollars worth of architecture. It's beautiful. It makes you think that, almost makes you think that there, there must be something to their religion if they built all this with no experience, no nothing in between. I mean, you saw the stuff behind you, right? Like the... Mm-hmm. Taj Mahal looking stuff, the marble floors, the gold inlay. Um, so I, I knew nothing of this in the, in the between. So me and this ex-girlfriend went on this tour together. And this guy, the entire time, I guess he thought I was part of the media. He was like fucking with me. I didn't even know. You know, he was like, where are you from? You know, I was like, Charleston. He's like, oh, we didn't kill any babies today. And I was like, well, that's good. I'm glad you didn't kill any babies. You know, like he just kept like ribbing me, but I thought it, we, I thought we were just joking the entire time, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's like, "Yeah, we didn't kill any babies today." I'm like, "I'm glad because I didn't feel like seeing any babies die today." He's like, "Well, that's good," and, you know. And then we go on, and he talked more about the tour, and he's like, "Yeah, this room was built, blah blah blah, by all these people, and we spent all these millions of dollars on this." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And he's like, "Yeah, nobody's buried in our back fucking yard." I was like, "Well, that's good." You know, it's, it's like me the entire time me and him are going back and forth, you know, but I, I'm literally thinking it's just a joke. Um, so anyway, we go back and I look all this stuff up on Google. And so that's all the stuff they're accused of. They're accused of running arms. They're accused of, accused of child molestation. They're accused of burying bodies in the woods and all this oh stuff. Oh, God. Plenty of this stuff, right? That's nuts that this happened in West Virginia. I've never heard of this. Yeah, so he thought I was part of the media because I said from Charleston. So, like, I look it up and I'm like, well, shit, I didn't know that. I was just having a good time, you know? So we were just walking around. So we go to this this giant – they have a giant lake. And they have all these rooms where, like, every like you go to room and every, you'll see, like, all these shoes laying on the floor. So I'm like, why are these shoes out here, you know? 
I, I don't know anything about this stuff. I'm just being ignorant, you know. It's part of their religion, but anyway, they're praying and they're they're praying. I guess you got to say Hare Krishna. I, I'm going to sound like an asshole and ignorant, but because because I, I don't know about the religion, it's not being asked. Sure. But they're like, I guess you got to say Hare Krishna like so many times a day. So I'm I'm at this lake where is, is the phrase Hare Krishna or is the Hare Krishna like a type of prayer? Both. No? Okay. You got to say it over and over. Um, so like a mantra, like you're meditating. Yeah. But also, look oh, okay. I'm ignorant and I'm stupid. I really don't. Not know. saying that like I know. It's more of a question. <laughs> exactly. I literally don't know. So I, I'm being ignorant, probably um, an asshole. So look it up, because I don't know. It was just like I went to look at this place, which is awesome, right? So I'm giving them credit, and even even now, I'm giving them credit. It's beautiful. It's it's awesome. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, it's just till I looked it up and they got in trouble for dealing, uh, for selling arms, most importantly for selling guns and I think some drugs and some child molestation, but these are all things I don't have anything to do with. It was just stuff I read. Um, so look it up. Right. So what basically what they do is they shave their entire head. Um, but they keep a ponytail in the back. So you'll see the entire head shaved and a ponytail in the back and I'll say a bunch of weird stuff. Um, so literally I was having back and forth conversations with people that were being rude to me, but I didn't know. They're like, Hey, we got all the babies buried in the, in the garden over there. And I was like, well, that's cool. I, I don't need to see them. You know what I mean? But they were, so they, so they thought you were trying to investigate. They thought I was part of the media. Yeah. I don't know why. A lot of times my haircut makes me think, look like I'm police or whatever, or military or something, I think. I, mean, but, I can see that, but I don't know why that sounds out as media. media. Yeah, I was literally, I, it was funny because everything they said to me, I would just say something funny back. Just like we were talking about comedy. Like they'd be like, yeah. hey, I've got all the berries, the, the baby berries in the garden. I was like, well, fuck them berries. You know, like I would just say something stupid back. Right. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, they were accused of all this stuff I didn't know, right? Um, but here, bottom line is, whatever happened in the past, they don't have nothing to do with now, right? They seem like very good people. Um, I have a gym in Moundsville, West Virginia, with my friend JJ Corley. He runs a place, I think he called it Odin, Odin's Eye now. Okay. Uh, he's had some of those guys down, so they'll have bald heads and a ponytail in the back, right? Like literally just a patch, a ponytail, no hair. Blah, blah, blah. That's how he knows how they're there. Some of them are cool, some of them are weird. So he's trained them, said they're cool. Um, the bottom line is, like I said, at one point in time, whoever ran that cult, it was a cult at some time, was very weird, right? They're normal now. It seems like a good religion. Um, they're either Buddhist or Hindu, because I'm ignorant, so I don't know. So the the Hare Krishna, uh, like, I, like I said before, you know, just like there's sects of Christianity, there's different sects of every religion. Mm -hmm. This is a, a pretty far offshoot of Hinduism. So the religion that you would eventually tie it back to is Hinduism. Which, so explain, is that a good religion? Uh, that, I mean, is any religion good or bad? That's what I was going to ask. What is I'm, a good I'm saying it as in a good, because I, I don't want anybody to think I'm talking shit. I don't Sure, know. sure. Well, what um, about? I mean, it just depends on if the people are good, really. 
They were fine. Like, listen, here, here's the thing. You could take a tour of the facility, which you saw. I don't know what the hell that guy in the glasses is doing now. But yes, <laughs> whenever I showed you that video, you could take a tour of the facility for like, let's say, three or five bucks. Sure. They put some booties on your shoes so you didn't mess anything up. These were marble floors. These were chandeliers. These were things imported from France, from Italy. Unbelievable that it's hidden in the woods of Wheeling, West Virginia. Unbelievable, right? That like yeah. you didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. Somebody told me about it. It's literally you go up a thing that looks like a four-wheel track into the woods of West Virginia. You look like you're gonna die. You're going into uh, deliverance, and all of a sudden you come into the Taj Mahal of West. Virginia. Yeah, I want to know like who financed all this well that's it's a cult so that's why i say it's not a good religion but i'm just being opinionated well, apparently i'm being a douchebag i don't really know apparently i'm skeptical all this money from you know, i'm definitely like a, the thing is like if it's a cult in my head like if something's a cult then it's not good because the word cult yes already means a lot of things Here's, so yeah. i didn't know any of this i was here with my ex-girlfriend I'm walking into people's houses and people's religion and people's churches, just walking in because I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know that I shouldn't be doing these things. I'm just walking in. People are looking at me weird because they're self-sufficient. They have goats. They have lambs. You know, they, they sounds have, like you're in the middle of a cult. Yes, I was in the middle of a cult. I was in the middle of something. You're right. So I, I'm just walking around observing, and then people look at me like weird, and I'm like, "Hey, how are you doing?" You know, I'm just talking to them like normal, and they they're like why is this guy here? I don't even know why I'm here. I'm just, I'm going to places I shouldn't be in because I didn't know of the history. Right. Um, so anyway, like, you know, I, I'm doing some stuff that shouldn't be done and, and some stuff, it doesn't matter. Ultimately they're very nice people. Um, whatever happened in the past is in the past. I think they're very nice people now. I think whatever, I don't know the religion of Harry Krishna there. It seems like they're nice people. Um, just like anything else. Anyway, the I've, point is, I don't know. They seem like nice. There's a Taj Mahal of West Virginia, of America in West Virginia. It's so crazy. Right. Have uh, you guys watched the Wild Wild Country on? Uh, yes. Yes. That is exactly. It sounds like that. <laughs> yes. That, that, that's very, and here's the thing. So those people will come down and, and they'll get jobs from what I understand and, and they'll train. And that's why people talk about them. They'll be like, that guy's really weird. He has like no hair and a ponytail. At one time, they were super weird. Um, at one time, Moundsville was a prison, right? It's not really a prison now. Um, just like any other religion, they took over the prison. They, they converted a lot of people in, in Moundsville, West Virginia, to Hare Krishna. Um, it's not a thing anymore. But at one time, that was a huge thing, right? So mm -hmm. you saw that stuff. I mean, it's not on now. I wish it was on now. But it was, it was a beautiful place. So if you can go now regardless of what you think or what you want to think it's a beautiful freaking place i mean i'd love to see it yes yeah, beautiful. That's we cool. should go together let's yeah. go together yes i'm always i my favorite thing in the world is road trips so let's go as a threesome no oh, you heard me at uh, uh, fuck, I'm careful drunk, sorry you had me at threesome that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> really you had me at let's i'm just down for friendship and in, in, in any sense me too. Friendship. I don't know what's going on in the background of me, but there's a nice girl talking in the woods. Let's just say everybody's happy. Oh, I'm, I'm, oof. 
Sorry, I have a j- very low tolerance for alcohol, and I drank more tonight than You're I have. Not, in a while. I don't remember if you did a shot with us. Did you? you I, yeah, I, I I took a big swig of this vodka. You put um, a nice swig out of his bottle, so yeah, probably feeling pretty good. I'm feeling. Yeah. So I know Jeff's got to go somewhere. So let's round this up. It's uh, we got two minutes to nine. He's got something to do that. Sure, sure. So long. I'm thinking, you guys, did a good job. We did a good job with. Uh, isolating quarantining you guys did a good job right Both right so far great so job at quarantining <laughs> we all did so we also did a good job at um comedy because you won the comedy hour right i did oh, a me job. yes you you're the winner oh. oh thank you i just i just need any validation I did a probably a good job of offending everybody there, people, which I didn't mean to offend you. I'm just trying. I don't. I am very offended, <laughs> especially because all- uh, once again, I don't fit the bill for who you're offending. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Harry Krishnas. Do you say Harry Christians? Because technically, Krishna. I guess I do fit that bill. Yeah, you're Harry. You're very. Harry. I've yeah. Jeff. Just so you know, I've seen Matt naked pictures yeah yeah okay it's not an untrue statement but we can get into that in part two but let's do that that's part two and then part three will be a road trip to the harry krishna sure absolutely Je- uh Je- in I- our D's. <laughs> next time we'll do part two or th- part three in the background will be um naked pictures of Matt. yeah can do easy <laughs> easy peasy yeah. i like that plan yeah so I, anyway, I appreciate everything. I don't know if we got to any any specific point. Do either, either one of you guys know? Um, I mean, the great thing about this is that we're just here to talk. Because I don't think it matters if we make a point or not. I had so much fun doing this, guys. Podcasting, um, just getting on here and shooting the shit. That's all yeah. it is. Thank I mean, you. To me. Three brothers that I have to go to after this. Look, we're communicating with people outside of our home right now. This is awesome. Yeah. You've got this giant black shadow in front of your mouth that I really like, Jeff. Well, time I'll get one of those. <laughs> if I shave it, I'll look like a little kid. No, and then the hairy Christians will kill me after they molest me. A phallic symbol in front of your face. Uh, not necessarily in that order from what I've heard, but yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. Next time, we're going to drink more. Yeah. Yeah, we drank enough this time, and then we'll have to think about. Then we'll wake up the next day, and you'll go. We'll all start texting, and it's like, wait, we need to listen to this before you post. (laughs) Well, I I hope you do a good bit of editing because who knows what's going online. Normally, I don't edit. You know, my editing is I put our intro music at the beginning, at the end, and I post it. Oof, because all right. the first whatever minute that was. no i'll take i'll take that out because if a guest requested i'd do yeah, it yeah take out the part where butch was super racist yeah we'll take in the fag comment we'll take that out you know how he was talking about and how we'll he take it out now when i just said could just take that out yeah. yeah we're gonna take that out we'll take out what i just said I hate um, <laughs> damn it i'm gonna do all kinds of editing yeah that's perfect and i suck at editing well, I appreciate, I know that you got to get going. So I, I appreciate everything that you've done. I appreciate the uh, nice um, sunset in the background that I'm pointing to right there. Yeah, there you go. Well, you did that. So you're thanking yourself, but that's okay. We thank you. I'm kind of special. 
<laughs> so we, we could do part two anytime that you want. I know you got to get going. So I don't know what that guy behind me is doing, but he's praising Allah. I'm very happy about that guy. I don't know if it's a religion. It, it's, but. Harry Krishna. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. I got to figure it out. Yeah. I know it's not Allah. I don't know who Harry Krishna that's is. That's definitely not Allah. Yahweh is because that's the Jewish. Yahweh, Yahweh is uh, Christian Judah. Judaism. Yeah, that's Jehovah. Yeah, I feel like he's praising. I don't. I don't even know what's going. on. I get into the Look, religion. He's praising thing. someone or something, but yeah. Well, listen. Here's what I would like to say, Matthew. Thank you for your insights on <laughs> comedy in West Virginia. Because Jeff and I, among probably a lot of listeners here, are looking forward to trying to figure out how to do this. Um, maybe we can all do it together. I would love that. And, like, I just want to say, like, I, just like, I think I already said this, but it's, it's kind of the same feeling that when you get paid a dollar or 20 bucks to do comedy. Like, I, I'm, I feel honored that you guys wanted to talk to me and have me on your show. So I, I really... I'm thankful and I would love to do it again. And it feels really good that uh, you guys find me interesting in any respect to, to talk to me for this long. Well, and I, I had a, I had an gr- absolutely wonderful time and I hope we do it again. Yeah, we will. I have, a, I have, I mean, I, I just don't want to bug you like on text and stuff. I have lots of questions. So you, you can bug me anytime. So I've been... I, I really mean that. Like, my phone is always on. Um, you know, when people want to talk to me, I, I see that as like, I kind of, I feel like, oh, they want to talk to me. Like, I love that. Um, and I want to talk to you and I want to talk to Butch all the time. I think that's really awesome. So right. talk to me anytime. And I would love to do the podcast again. Yeah, we'll do it again. We'll, we'll, Good. We'll... This is a great time. I appreciate your time. I'm very grateful that you would, uh, that you'd agree to it. And no, but, absolutely. As Any, anytime really. But whenever I put Butch's name on the, on the headline, it usually does very well. <laughs> it's because he's so cute. He is cute, yeah. He's a good-looking boy. He is. He's pretty good-looking. The rolling hills of West Virginia behind me. <laughs> it's the moneymaker right there is the rolling hills. All right, let's shut it down. Guys, stay, yes, stay in touch, stay safe, and thanks for, uh, thanks for being a part of it. No, thank you, Jeff. I hope you uh, have a good uh, another Zoom meeting. Hope you have a good We're going to have a little chat on Zoom with some people, but it's going to be yeah. short. Because I'm going to drink more. All right. All right, guys. Have a good evening. That's good. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. I don't even know how to stop this shit. Yeah, what the fuck is going on here?